This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you. Do you feel that the person you are on the inside is the same as the person you present on the outside? Do you feel like you're not enough, not worthy? Are you worried that someone will find out? Well, my guest today is Stephanie Callahan. Stephanie is the founder of Callahan Solutions, Inc., and is known for fast transformations that she creates with her clients. She works with service-based entrepreneurs and professionals to help them boldly build a profitable, life-loving business of impact, meaning, and guilt-free freedom. After risking personal health and happiness as a high-achieving executive and jet lag consultant in corporate America, Stephanie vowed to not only create a life of real freedom for herself and her family, but also teach fellow entrepreneurs how to do the same. She believes that life is meant to be lived and that an aligned mindset and fabulous vision combined with practical systems can make that happen very quickly. Today, I've invited her on to talk about the dirty little secret that over 70% of the population, many bright, capable, intelligent, hardworking, and successful people share. Deep down, they feel like they are not enough or they don't fit in. Maybe these beautiful people even feel like complete frauds and know that someone will find them out at any time. These feelings are called imposter syndrome. I can't wait to hear what she shares about the symptoms of this state of mind and what we can do to help ourselves through it. If you want to feel empowered, confident, and excited about your potential, listen to our conversation. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm excited to have this conversation and talk with you today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, thank you for asking. You know, I work with extremely smart, energetic entrepreneurs who are service-focused and have the desire to do big things in the world, to confidently create highly profitable, life-loving businesses of impact, meaning, and guilt-free freedom. 
Now, they're frequently at a point in their business where they're moving really quickly, but they'd like to experience more growth without feeling like they need to give up the rest of their life to have it. Yeah. And they went into business, you know, it, it, and that's so important, right? You know, they, they went into business so that they could experience the freedom and make an impact. But due to visibility blocks or money blocks and systems that don't serve them, they're not experiencing the joy they desire and deserve. So deep down, they know they're standing in their own way, but they don't know exactly what to do about it. They've sometimes experienced fast results in their business, but now they find themselves in this painful place because the success that they've created has come back to hurt them in some way. They're maybe spending way more time in their business than they'd want to or doing things that they may not want to do in the name of success. And they find that they've lost the freedom that they're seeking when they became an entrepreneur. And the saddest thing is that when they get sucked into working this way, they often find that they're lacking in other areas of their life. Yeah. Sometimes their relationships suffer. You know, sometimes their health starts suffering or they have feelings of guilt because they're not spending time with their family. I mean, lots of different things can come up. My clients are typically the ones that are peddling the hardest, but they're not getting the traction that they need or want or deserve to lead them to this freedom that they ultimately desire. Gotcha. But this can apply to people that don't work too, right? Absolutely. I mean, in terms of the conversation we're having today with imposter syndrome, over 70% of pe people in general have symptoms of imposter wow. syndrome and have experienced it at least once in their life. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey to empowerment? It's a sure. fascinating story, you know, I know. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I'll give the, the more condensed version today, right? Shortly after graduating from college, I began working for a large corporate consulting firm. And I worked really quickly into a leadership role where I led anywhere from 200 to 300 associates. And it was great for a while until they went public and the entire environment Ooh. changed. Yeah, It got so toxic. You know, it's just... I decided to leave and start my own business, and, and, I, and I did, but there was a few things that I should have left out when I did all that that I didn't. So when I left that corporate experience, I didn't walk away from some of the bad workaholic tendencies that I had, and I took those habits with me into the business I created. And those perfectionistic and workaholic habits, which, by the way, are signs of imposter syndrome, <laughs> but those, those uh -oh. habits that I had, right? You know, I'm, I'm speaking from experience when we talk about this topic. They took a toll on my health in 2009, and I was actually told that I was shutting down from the inside and that it was possible that I wouldn't see 2010 wow. at the rate my body was shutting down. Yeah. And so that was a wake-up call, right? There's there's a, a great story and lessons in there about how I got to that point, but you know that's not what we're here to discuss today. But in any event, one of my issues was that my adrenal system had stopped working. And you, if you think of that like being in your car with the emergency brake on, your regular brake on, shifted into reverse, and your foot on the gas at all the same time, wow. your engine would just burn out. And that's essentially what was happening to me. And if you're always in that response, then your body and your mind takes a toll. And at that time, I was so bad that I didn't have the energy to take care of anyone. And my ability to learn new things had completely failed. Well, how did you come out of that? Yeah, so, so my son was at grade school at the time. And I had this defining moment where I decided just to put ex excuses aside. It was up to me to be the change. And I finally decided that it, I was 100% responsible for the outcomes I experienced in life. 
And so I decided it was time for something new. I decided to hold myself accountable to the change I wanted to see and that I wanted to live, not just exist. And there are so many people that are just going through the motions and existing, not really living the life that they want. I wanted my life to mean something. I wanted to make a difference. So at that point, I got really clear on everything that was important to me. I took inventory of my degrees and my certificates, as well as what was on my heart and what was telling me to do. And I created a completely different business structure. And I hired experts to help me in terms of my my health and my self-care habits, because I didn't have good self-care habits. So even though my business was actually right. flourishing through all of this... The rest of me and the rest of my life wasn't. I wasn't the wife I wanted to be. I wasn't the mom I wanted to be. I wasn't involved in the community the way I wanted to be. And I, and I was told I might not see the next year. So, you know, I had to make changes. And those were some of the best things that I could have ever done for myself. Oh, that's great. So to get to kind of the topic at hand, what is imposter syndrome? So... I mentioned a minute ago that over 70% of the population has experienced imposter syndrome at least one time or another in their lives. And imposter syndrome is the psychological phenomenon that reflects a belief that you're inadequate or incompetent. Maybe you even see yourself as an incompetent failure despite all the evidence. And frequently there's mounting evidence that indicates you're skilled and quite successful. And to make matters more complex... Some symptoms of imposter syndrome are behaviors that we're raised to believe are virtuous. So in fact, our parents yes. our parents likely had imposter syndrome too, and it, it impacted how they raised us. And But the reality of it all is that it's a hot mess of harmfulness to ourselves and others. So while the original research was looking at imposter syndrome in win- women, Further studies have found that it's common in men and women in many fields and many different niches. Do you think it's the same percentage, men and women? No, I, I, I really, I mean, even in my personal work experience, I don't. And, and what I found is that there's, there's also circumstances outside of, of gender that applies. So mm-hmm. students or people who work alone, people who are members of marginalized groups, or people that are in rapidly changing fields like technology or medicine, people that are creative like speakers, music, writing, regardless of gender, will frequently show higher tendencies of imposter syndrome than people that are in other other areas or other walks of life. Why do you think that is? You know, I... <laughs> You know, that's a really great question. And near as I can tell, some of it is how we are socialized when we're growing up. Some of it is just the way that our brain naturally functions. Some of it is society in general. You know, so if we just talk from a, you know, you, you mentioned men and women originally. So if we just stick with that topic, women are frequently raised to hold certain positions in society and are told that they can't be capable of other things in society. So, for example, money mindset is something that is frequently a challenge for women that's not for men solely because of how women are raised through the course of their life and not being encouraged to learn those things because they don't learn those things, but then they have these guilt feelings around, I should know it, then they have this imposter feeling around it. Wow. Well, I used to feel like that there was this secret manual for life given out when all of us are born and everybody in the world got one except for me. 
And so I had to spend my whole life convincing everybody else that I got one too. And so I kind of felt like I didn't know how to do life. I felt less than and unworthy. Are those symptoms of imposter syndrome? They absolutely are. You know, okay. and, and I'll, I'll tell you and everybody watching and listening, you are worthy from the time you were born. You don't need to earn that. The fact yeah. that you are here is a miracle. You know, if you think about all the different things that needed to occur, even scientifically, from the, from the time that you were just teeny tiny cells multiplying, right? There's so many things that needed to happen in order for you to be here that just the fact that you're here is you're you're worthy of being here. You don't need to prove it or or explain it away to anybody. And once you're able to understand that part, it's really helpful or accept. Sometimes we can understand and not accept. We still feel like we're not worthy. Right. But once you can start working through those things and looking at the specific symptoms you have of imposter syndrome, it can help you to move through that imposter syndrome so that you could be happier in life. Because frequently, those of us that have struggled yeah. with imposter syndrome in one way or another, and I most certainly have, it also lends to not having a joyous life. Because if you're spending all your time proving, then that's gotcha. time and energy that you're not spending right. on actually living life and fulfilling your purpose, whatever your purpose is here on this earth. Gotcha. So, so what are some of the things that a woman can do to combat imposter syndrome? So the first thing that women can do is to recognize their imposter syndrome subgroup and know that they may be in more than one of those subgroups. Oh, yeah, right? So let's talk about those subgroups for a minute. In her book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It, that's a long title, right? Dr. Valerie Young builds on decades of research studying those fraudulent feelings among high achievers, and she's categorized them into five different subgroups. So the perfectionist, okay. the superwoman, the natural genius, the soloist, and the expert. Would you like to go over what those are quickly and some of the things they could do? Yes, please. They're fascinating. Okay. And and again, I want to I want to remind you I'm trying you to figure and, out which one I fall in. <laughs> right. And 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 I'll tell you ahead of time, right? There, there's a lot of people where I've shared this information they're like, "Oh, I have all five. That's okay. If, okay. If okay. That is your experience. That's okay." So, the perfectionist and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. And when they fail to reach that goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. And this group can also commonly believe that they have to do everything themselves. So if this is you, learn to take your mistakes in stride because viewing them as a natural part of your process is healthy. And in addition, push yourself to act before you're ready. So force yourself to start the project you've been planning for months and months and months. The truth is there will never be a perfect time. And right. your work will never be 100% flawless. And so the sooner you're able to accept that, the better off you'll be. And so what, what I like to tell people is that the people that you're meant to help get zero help if your ideas are always in incubation mode. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. Then the second one is the superwoman, right? Or superman, but we're talking mostly to women here today, so we'll say superwoman. Also known as the workaholic. 
Now, you heard me mention before in my story that workaholism is is a thing that that I've had to work through. So the superwoman often pushes themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But this is actually a false cover-up for insecurities, and the work overload may harm not only their own mental health, but also their relationships with other people. Imposter workaholics are actually addicted to the validation that comes from working not necessarily from the work itself. And so you can start training yourself to veer away from that external validation. No one should have more power to make you feel good about yourself than you. You're born worthy. And on the flip side, it's also helpful to take constructive criticism seriously, not personally. So as you become more attuned to internal validation and you're able to nurture your internal confidence that states you're competent and skilled, you'll be able to ease off the gas of the gauge of how much work, you know, you're evaluating is reasonable or not reasonable. And then the third one that we talked about is that natural genius. The people in this subgroup believe that they need to be naturally smart at everything they do. So they judge their competence based on the ease and speed as opposed to how much they do. So in other words, if they take a long time to master something, they'll feel shame about it. They should get it really fast. I mentioned earlier that students are a group that frequently struggle with imposter syndrome. Gotcha. Students at really rigorous universities, for example, will often fall under the natural genius. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel like they should get information really quickly to be able to process it. Now, they set okay. their internal bar impossibly high, just like perfectionists, but natural genius types don't judge themselves based on high expectations. They are not only, they, they also judge themselves based on getting things right on the first try. And when they're not able to do something quickly, their alarm sounds. So if this feels familiar to you, oh. try seeing yourself as a work in progress or even view it as an experiment. Accomplishing great things involves lifelong learning and skill building for everyone, even the most confident people. So rather than beating yourself up when you don't reach those high standards, you can identify specific changeable behaviors that you can improve on over time and acknowledge that that's okay. The fourth type is the soloist. So the soloist frequently feels as though asking for help reveals their phoniness. But it's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. Yeah. Everybody, every person needs help in one form or another on okay. this planet. All of us. None of us are born with the skills to do everything. So realize that there's no shame in asking for help when you need it. And if you don't know how to do something, you just ask. You know, you can talk with a coworker, a mentor, a coach, or other trusted advisor. And and heck, in, in some instances, you can go and, you know, get get that information on YouTube. That's another way to ask for help. You know, yeah. there's loads of really great information there. And then the expert. Experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do. So believing that they never know enough or they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. And they typically have earned a number of certificates, degrees, or other forms of continuous learning. And learning is great. I am personally a continuous learner. And it's true that there's always more to learn. Striving to bulk up your skill can certainly help you make strides professionally and personally, and can keep you competitive, right? But taken too far, that tendency right. to endlessly seek out more information can actually be a form of procrastination. And like perfectionism, if you procrastinate, oh. you're not helping the people you're meant to help. You're not doing the things in life that you your purpose is for you to be here to do. So a trick for people that fall into this subgroup is to practice just-in-time learning. 
So this means acquiring a skill when you need it. So for example, if your responsibilities change, rather than hoarding the knowledge for false comfort or that you might need it someday in the future. A great way to discover your inner expert is also to mentor others. So when you share what you know, it not only benefits others, but it will help you heal those fraudulent feelings as well. So no matter the specific profile, if you struggle with confidence, you are absolutely not alone. And if you've experienced imposter syndrome at any point in your career, you know, maybe you've chalked it up to chance or accomplishments or charm or connections or any other external factor. That's unfair and unkind. Don't be an unfair and kind to yourself, you know? Yeah. Today's a great day to start being kinder to yourself. Well, I figured out which one I am. Yeah. Which one feels more familiar super to you? Superwoman. Okay. Yeah, superwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that feels that so, feels right, right? Okay. So we'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we absolutely can do that. So to kind of recap. What three actionable steps would you give to women to help them overcome imposter syndrome and to become empowered? Oh, I love that question. So the the first thing you can do is decide that you want to change your mindset because all transformation begins with a decision to change. So you can understand it intellectually, Mm -hmm. but if you don't make the decision that I want to do something about this, then you're not going to change. And I'll also caveat to say that if if you look at the symptoms of imposter syndrome and you say, yep, that's me, and I'm happy with my life just as it is, great, go live it, right? right? This, this conversation is really for the people that say, you know what, I see, this is, I see these behaviors and these mindsets are happening to me and they're not helpful to me. And if that's the case, then know that you have an opportunity to make adjustments in your mindset and in your habits to help you get to where you want to be. And you can understand how your current behavior is holding you back from the life you want and decide to take steps to do it for yourself. And then the second second one would be to observe your negative thoughts. And this can be a tough one to get going, but once you do get it going, it can be extremely powerful. So often a person with imposter syndrome will have conversations in their head that they would never have had with another person. You know, we, say, we can say some mean things to ourselves. So start by recognizing when you're talking down to yourself and then work towards changing that internal dialogue. Because as you observe the negative thoughts, you can consider asking yourself, does that thought help me or hurt me? Okay. And then analyze the thought and ask yourself, now this is an interesting twist on this. So ask yourself, when, when you're having these conversations with yourself, say, is this truth or not truth? And it's kind of a pattern interrupt. I'm not going to tell you to ask truth or false because those are really fast to answer. So you ask yourself, is this truth or not truth? And you'll start being able to evaluate, are those messages that you're saying to yourself really helpful and empowering, or are they limiting and holding you back? And then the third step would be to create high quality connections in your life. Because when you have social support in your life, it can help you keep that imposter syndrome in check. And researchers have found that having high-quality relationships are the most beneficial. So talking with a trusted professional or friend or family member is a significant first step. And an advisor can help you distinguish between perception and reality. Opening up can also help you identify with the source of your distress. So the, the one tip I'll give you with that one is to choose wisely. Pick someone to talk with that can help you see different perspectives. Right. 
If you happen to pick someone who is also bashing on themselves, you could end up in this conversation where you're just kind of cohabitating in that it. negative yeah. mind space. And that's not going to be helpful for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So just choose wisely with, with that advisor that you might pick. Wow. That's some great, absolutely great advice. Thank you. So I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to kind of wrap things up, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? Mm. Self-expression is how we define who we are. It's our feelings, our thoughts, our ideas wrapped up in, in how we present ourselves. Self-expression is taking our essence and sharing it with the world. And I'm sure you could tell through this conversation, I'm a very visually expressive person. I use my eyes a lot when I talk. I move my hands. That's part of my self-expression. When I was younger, okay. I used to try to like keep it professional, like my idea of <laughs> what, what professional was. And it stifled me. And one thing that I found, you know, as I've gotten older and wiser is that my personality was made the way it was for a reason right? And that that expression mm -hmm. is one way that, that I communicate. So that's part of my self-expression. Gotcha. How fascinating. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I just, I've really enjoyed it and it was so informative. So ladies, to get to where Stephanie describes, we need super strength, courage, and support. Thank you for being with Stephanie and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I love connecting you with women that can provide actionable steps for you to take to move forward. You see, if we're not moving forward, then we're moving backwards. Do you know where you stand on your journey to self-expression? We'll go to our website and take our quiz. See where you're at. Know that it's the first step toward growing to where you want to be. While you're there, see many solutions for women who want to start this journey with me. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review so we can help other women. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to go it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, and remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.